0: Hello, good evening, good morning, uh, citizens of the world. This is the Reproducibility Podcast. Um, it's been a long time, and we're getting back together again to share some new stuff. My name is Sam Parsons. I'm currently based at the Radboud uh, UMC in uh, the Netherlands, and I'm joined by Amy Orban. Hi. Over in Cambridge in the UK, and it's Evie Hello. Also in Cambridge in the UK.
1: Yeah, in the um, same place. Not physically at the moment.
2: <laughs> but close enough.
0: <laughs> close and not, not just in spirit. Um, so we're, we're coming back because the, the podcast is due to return and uh, we're going to change it up a bit, including uh, the, the host cast, I suppose. Um, so the only way to do that properly is to have a nice little handover. I suppose. Um, so we thought we'd start with a little bit of a catch up on what's happened uh, or what happened to us, I guess, but primarily what happened to the podcast over the last two years. I checked the dates and it's maybe not to the day, but it's basically two years since we recorded our last episode. Um, I think maybe about a m- month later releasing it. So it's it's been a while. Um so, so, so what, what happened?
2: Well, I mean, there's this whole pandemic thing <laughs> that kind of made things difficult.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, c- combined with the pandemic, but I think just also scheduling, um, kind of increasingly became harder and harder as we we were all in sort of very different places anyway. Um, so kind of keeping things going became, I think, just quite quite challenging.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think, like, we also had a change in, we had an election of a new reproducibility team because I stepped down from that Um to make sure that we continue to represent ECR Voices. So I think we also had a kind of handover there. So it's really great to be handing over the podcast as well to make sure that that's a continued resource to everyone out there.
2: Yeah, it's definitely time to do that.
0: Yeah. And as, mu- as much as that, I have missed it. It was definitely a highlight for for me back in, back in Oxford, being able to just have the three of us kind of shoot the shit about that that week's reproducibility related thing,
2: it whether it's so working
0: fun. on a particular practice or like promoting stuff. It was really cathartic, especially kind of early on. Um, I'm very amazed. Very much like the journal club itself.
1: Yeah, and it, it didn't feel like work. Like being in my department now, I often try to encourage ECRs to get up and do things and Everybody's quite stressed about, I think it's the pandemic, it's the workload and the pressures, um, but everybody is quite kind of selective of what they do and, and um, the amount of time they put in. And then I remember kind of my graduate school where we would just spend hours, you know, thinking about reproducibility things and recording podcasts and organizing events. And I think it was such a major part of it that it was like part of my PhD. Um but yeah, I think that's for me is actually a quite major investment and achievement over time. Um that, you know, I think looking back <laughs> was more impressive than I thought at the time um to do. Yeah.
0: I mean we, we we thought we were just starting a local journal club, right? Where we could get together with the dozen or so other people that were around us at the time to be able to Kind of talk about all of this stuff um I, d- I definitely never would have thought that cambridge would have pinched the idea and then uh everybody else would have joined us in this and it escalated well. from
2: there <laughs>
1: <laughs> but i think For it, it also right shows like I think it's also something we lost a bit in the pandemic, being able to just sit in rooms and talk to other people about, you know, a paper and feeling like we had time to do that. Um, So I do think back in a kind of reminiscing way, what a special community we had in Oxford, and then that sprung up all over um, of people who did really care and, and had lunch together or hung out together to just discuss a paper, which I feel like in the pandemic, we just all kind of lost um, that. And at least here in Cambridge, we're working really hard to to get back to to that level of community that is just harder to recreate online because you need the people who are close enough who just say, let's do it. You know, let's have that meeting and doing building that community from scratch is really hard.
0: Yeah, we, we definitely see... Kind of the the journal clubs that existed pre-pandemic had to change an awful lot, and then we've definitely lost journal clubs that just kind of couldn't continue because online wasn't working. We've also had journal clubs that seem to have done okay, um, actually even starting during kind of various lockdowns. Um, but so much just seems to depend on on the individuals involved, and I guess also partly the the culture within within the department, but. I, I agree with Amy, and it's something I'm finding hard now is that balance between, like, here's the stuff that kind of captures me and I'm, in, and I'm interested by and I would really like to, to contribute to, but then also just, I don't know, I, I think everybody is a bit burnt out, right, <laughs> and, ha- and has to have that legitimate, what do I spend time on? Um, and if you've got, I don't know, the, the kind of quote-unquote typical office hours, and that's what you've got energy for. Maybe you don't have energy for, at the very least, like leading extra stuff or running a podcast or something like that that otherwise would be. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm very conscious of that when when I'm talking to folk now. That yeah, it would be great to do all this stuff, but I I completely understand.
2: I, I don't know if it's similar to you, that, but time. I think I think part of it for me actually is also that. Um, because so many things are online now Um, you've got these endless options but it kind of feels as if you can join all of these things and then it's I I find it much harder to then just focus on the 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 things that actually work um, and the the things that will be much more worthwhile in the long run which I think to me probably usually are the more local things um, yeah. Right, because, you know, you've got all of these different things that you could join all the time because everything's accessible online now, but actually you're going to get much more out of I think much more out of the... Uh, well, I know that I get much more out of the, the local things. Um, I think you also, like, Maybe that's part, part of what con- contributes towards that burn, like pandemic burnout as well, mm-hmm. that you kind of have more options, but you also don't. And you don't get that nice break time in between different things where you walk
1: from one thing to another, I might get an ice cream with someone on the way. I don't know. I think also, like in the time of online talks where everything's recorded and available, it's like you have all of this wealth of material and information and talks about open science and you can probably spend years looking at all the materials online, but Actually, thinking about things yourself and discussing it with somebody who who you might work with or you know who's in the same department or university also helps you think deeper about things. And I think um, that sort of discussion of well, we're not the experts, but let's think about this paper and think how it relates to us is something that I've missed in a in a time where I can you know watch any of my open signs. Heroes or heroines on on the internet, <laughs> um
0: yeah. And equally, so we, some of the meetings, at least locally to me now, have sort of switched towards a more hybrid setup. And I'm I'm finding the opposite. Where part of me is kind of like, do I have to be there in person? And partly that's because I I'm still anxious about being around lots of people and trying to keep keep everybody safe and healthy and stuff. And that's just just me with wife and baby at home kind of symptoms. Um, but at the same time, I, yeah, it's a roundabout way of also kind of thinking that we kind of need both options in some ways as well. And that's been a, a challenge I think a lot of people have tried to think about coming into like what's next for some journal clubs because some people hybrid is well on a hybrid virtual is working pretty well. And a lot of people get far more out of it in person and hybrid for some places, I think can work really well, but for other places it can be not. I,
1: lo- <laughs> not I, 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 I love how
2: we're back to, back to massive tangents already, but I want to add to this tangent, uh, which is, have you been Agents. to a hybrid meeting where you were in person, not online? as in a hybrid oh, meeting you're, you're in person yeah, and someone's online I have cause cause where I everybody logs on in time. on their
1: actual laptops
2: exactly <laughs> it's so weird so I only did this for the first time last week or well, the week before maybe uh, where I was I, I was in person in a hybrid meeting I've been in a hybrid meeting where I was online but I did it the other way around for the first time and it's so weird because exactly as Amy said everyone logs into to their actual own laptop so that you, everyone can still see their, like, everyone's faces or whatever unless you have one of those cool owls they're quite nice But even with the owls, for some reason, people still log in on their own laptops as well because they want to see people right there. Anyway, it's weird. And then if you have that problem of where to speak to and the people start, people that you're in the room with start just talking at the laptop that they've got in front of them. And it's so weird. Anyway, sorry. Tangent time.
1: (laughs) Well, maybe we can bring it back to what the podcast is going to do going forward. (laughs)
0: yeah um nice. so we've we've had some discussions and we we really wanted the podcast to return albeit in a uh, I guess somewhat different maybe revitalized kind of format um, in part we wanted to kind of make make things work in places that were harder to make it work between the three of us um, one of which is scheduling when you've got people in different places um, particularly if you're Interested in having guests on that live in wildly different time zones, it's probably better to try and have somebody do the the interview or the kind of hosting that is maybe in a closer time zone. Um, so things there's the very kind of practical things um, like that. So we're we're aiming to have a kind of revolving, roughly revolving base of hosts and guests, um, so that it sort of doesn't place too much onus or emphasis on any particular people. Um, So it would be very easy to start a podcast with two or three different hosts and then it kind of becomes like their show, right? And reproducibility should never be, I don't know, just the Amy, Sam and Sophia show, for example, because it's supposed to be more representative of the community. Um, So we wanted to make sure that things are changed to represent that and then that means that people can it can be a bit more of a dynamic kind of system. We're going to try and host things in seasons um, or tea trays or whichever pun we decide to go for. I'm not entirely sure what people have landed on yet. Um, But the idea is like both to make it more a sustainable thing, but also to kind of continue with what we originally came up with or wanted to do the podcast with the idea for was just so that Early career voices are more represented in this space, um, and of course,
2: you—you you are both now, uh, as in you, Sam and Amy—are both actual people with actual jobs now and and PhDs. Um, so that makes it. <laughs> so yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, I—I'm I, I, still on a very temporary contract, I suppose. So I, I, I'd still call myself early career, but I guess that's up for debate. I'll still call
1: myself on. early career for grants. <laughs> 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 I'm in that stage no. As
0: long as you're just under the years since yeah. PhD threshold, you count, right? Yeah, it's that, just I think that, 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 that might counts. actually be an episode rant. In fairness,
1: I think it so, should fuck be an ECR. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird, weird concept.
0: The concept of no.
1: I now, I now um, have PhD students who are involved in things like Riot Club and things. So, yeah, very exciting to, to see them and that's the podcast for them and not me. Um, so yeah, glad to be handing over.
0: Yeah. I I think it's going to be nice, um, in terms of there's, there's a good amount of interest to move things forward. There's kind of a small group of people that are currently involved, but there's a lot of ideas about how things can expand, how we can have either guest hosting or, um kind of a more dynamic what the community wants from the episodes like one of the things that we've quite often had feedback from from the journal club organizers specifically is kind of wanting more more content about how to set up continue make a journal club successful attract new members and so on and so forth and for the people on the steering committee like we can th- ask people we can put things up in a blog on the website but I think the podcast is probably the the nicest and hopefully a very accessible way of kind of gauging that kind of input from kind of the whole journal club community as well. Um, Particularly now as things are starting to gradually ease back into whatever this, I hate the phrase new normal, I despise it, but whatever this kind of new normal thing is going to be, hopefully that is a way that we can kind of share everything while also it becoming something that is is sustainable and people can kind of grab onto while again highlighting the the early career kind of efforts towards this um, so yeah i hope that sounds good to the two of you
2: sounds fantastic <laughs> reproducibility
0: powered 2.0
1: Hashtag the new normal. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> just to rub it
2: and No, sounds it sounds fantastic.
1: <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the to the first few episodes.
0: And I, I guess weirdly, because I'll be part of the organizing, I guess it's kind of my job to thank the two of you for like starting and being part of this from the start and just, yeah, m- making this what it is. And if it like i'm going to be in a very similar position to amy very soon in terms of kind of passing on of kind of my position i guess on the steering committee and and i imagine it's only going to be a couple of years before sophia is going to be in a similar position as well so we'll be like eventually reproducibility this thing that we started will be entirely out of our hands and it will be its kind of own own thing which is Kind of both exciting and also a little bit kind of oh wow we 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 did that that feels good um, so yeah um, listeners I guess listen out for the new series of uh, reproducibility the podcast um, we will do our best to to share it to include um, as many voices as we can and we hope that you enjoy.
1: See you very soon
0: and see or hear see, you very see, soon Sophia, see you amy enjoy Bye. you listen to reproducibility season two episode one handover your hosts this episode were amy orwin sophia crevel and sam parsons you can find them on Twitter at OrbinAmy, at Cruelli, and at Sam underscore underscore Parsons, respectively. This episode was produced by Sam Parsons and edited by Jan Fortnag. For more information on how to start your own journal club, get involved, or get in touch, go to reproducibility.org. Thank you for listening.